Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. Today, me and Kane are going to make you all feel fantastic about yourself. And how we're going to do that is by talking about you, the independent creator usually, versus famous podcasters and kind of how your journeys are so different and what typically happens with a podcast that does well by an independent creator compared to one done by someone that's famous. Um, I'll let you lead the way, Mr. Barron. Bit of a cop out that. I thought he was going to drop some insights straight off the bat, but I guess I'll I'll, I'll carry. You can you can ask me a question and then I'll drop insights. Oh no no no! I'll I'll carry the show as always. Uh, Don't you worry. Shh. Um, all I'm saying is everyone loved the episode with Louis. Anyway, so because <laughs> <laughs> of his jazzy jackets, you can even see his bright red trousers. You could hear it. You could hear the hear the red. He also spent the entire podcast looking down the camera. I felt like I wasn't even here. That is a bit <laughs> I was like, hey, look at me. <laughs> All right, so first of all, so many celebrity podcasts are just awful. Just, and I think it makes a lot of independent creators feel shit about the effort them and their teams are putting in to try and grow a show, build a loyal audience. And at the end of the day, you can't really like compete with someone who's already got a massive audience. Whatever they launch is going to be successful. But not only that, they have businesses that want to back them because they know it's going to be easy money. Most podcasts you see, if you scroll through the charts on Apple or Spotify, most shows you look at, they will be backed by an ad network or a production house or some company that is spending millions a year into PR, marketing, cross-promotion, ads, plus the creator themselves, their social network, things that they've already got available to them. Like You are never, ever going to compete with them in terms of following in such a short span and then beyond the following as well they spend so much money on ads so you always see ads on podcasts for famous podcasters right so it's you've got the company the ad network or, or whoever it is who wants to run the they show are, they're, they're all ad networks yeah paying the host and then also paying to be advertised on these platforms and making the most of the hosts following too so that's they're not cheating but they're what was it? Pay to win to get to number one. So then they get to number one with these shows and all these independent creators are like, oh, I've been doing this for three years. They've been doing it for a month and they're already up there. It's like, yeah, but they've just dropped six figures on advertising. Yeah, so the, so the way these works, these ad networks will negotiate massive deals with sponsors, normally on a pretty shit CPM, which is why we say as independent creators, don't go with ad networks because one, they because they're buying in bulk, they're doing terrible CPMs. Industry advertising is like £20 per thousand. Most of these are looking at like five to ten. So it's even worse than what is a terrible average anyway. Then they take their 60% and they'll normally do the production for free in fancy London studios for these people. They'll have 20, 30 C-list comedians on their books as podcasters and they will cross-promote each other. So they're growing all of the shows. So if each show or 20 of them end up having half a million listeners, chances are it's pretty much the same half a million people listening to the majority of the shows, but they are then getting paid by the sponsors. And that's how the business model works. So once they've got one or two on their books, it's easy because then it attracts others and then it's quick wins for, for you as a podcaster. And if somebody says, by the way, I know for a fact a lot of these podcasters might be getting paid 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month for an audience size like that they've got, which sounds like like amazing money. If you had an audience size of like half a million, you should be getting five times that 
easily every single month. But again, it's all just done on bulk buying and easy life. And if for a C-list celebrity, if someone says, we'll give you 10 grand a month, you show up, you do 90 minutes of podcasting every single week, we'll take care of everything, the promotion, the editing, and we'll just pay you essentially each month. Damn right I'm taking that. Most people would. And I think that's what frustrates a lot of independent creators because they look at it as like, these guys don't actually give a shit. Right, Katie Price at the, the podcast show, everyone hated her speech because she clearly couldn't give a flying shit. She said she didn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't give a, a damn about podcasting, right? So you've got these independent creators here who have been slugging it out, probably doing their own editing and hiring people here left, right and centre to help them with these little projects and maybe spending a bit on ads, like 10 quid, bit of pocket money. And then you've got... Mrs. Famous, who's just been paid a load of money and then someone's paid loads of money to advertise a show and then boom, they're at number one. You're like, wow. So, and then you look at them as like, they don't even care. They don't put any effort in. They just get told what to do. They're just being rolled out. And like, which is what I think frustrates so many of the independent creators when they see these people up there. And then I listen, now I actually quite like the podcast, but I listen to some of the new football podcasts out there, which are hosted by the, the guys on Sky and the guys on BBC. Now, great pundits. And I quite like seeing the, uh, kind of unfiltered version of them on the podcast where they can actually say what they want. Some of them have the worst potty mouths, by the way, way worse than us too. Potty um, mouth? <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I just, just never heard you say that before. It just sounded really unnatural coming. <laughs> potty mouth? <laughs> Pretty Sorry. sure my mum told me that word when I was about eight. <laughs> right. Um, I completely, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought now. Right. Um, yeah, so it's, in- it's interesting to see that side of them. But then they have this great rapport, clearly, because they spend a lot of time working together. But when they get an interview on, and it could be someone they know, and usually it's a great name, right? You could tell they're not podcasters because they'll be interrupting each other. They'll be jumping from one topic to the next topic to the next topic, not really digging deep into the questions. Um, one person won't talk the whole time. It just becomes very obvious that they're not actually podcasters and that they're new to it and you think oh it's not actually that great but then when they do their solo content or their content between them it is it is very good so there's things you can see different with independent creators to famous people when it comes to the things like how good of a host are you um which is then when you do get if you were to put two people with equal podcasts size wise and one's an independent creator who's worked their way there and one's a famous person who's got their way there that at that point there's so much benefit for the independent creator over the famous person. If you had to put money on who's going to be doing it in a few years, I'd say them every time. Their audience is way more likely to buy into their stuff because who actually likes giving famous people money? Yeah. Not me. Genuinely, I've seen sponsors would give more money to people we work with that have built their name rather than they've got a podcast that already have a name. Normally because it's within like a very specific niche. So they're a huge name within that industry yeah it's not like right. an instagram follower checking out a podcast it's a oh i've been listening to this person for an hour for the last three weeks uh three three years yeah it, they're much more bought in you are more trustworthy than just like a random celebrity who's always doing brand endorsements and you know they, they might go to those people for brand awareness and just to get their name out there but they're not paying them like good rates like it can be good money as a bulk but they're not good rates if you're looking at per listener or, or whatever or per episode i think so I was on a in a car journey with my missus and she was listening to um, Parenting How, so it's Josh Widdicombe and um, Rob Beckett. And it was awful. I spoke about this before. They were in a box room. It's echoey. I think they were using AirPods for the mic. And it's just like, this show is probably doing like 100,000 listens like an episode or maybe a month, right? So it's going to be reasonably sized. It's charts high, 
but just sounded horrific. Those football shows are the same, by the way. I'm sure one of them doesn't use a mic and they always have a, all oh, right, let's take a break now. It goes, do, 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 silence for five seconds, do, 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 and they're back. You know, but what was the point? Yeah. Uh, so, so there's so amateur yeah so there's a lot of amateur stuff stuff about it but they get away with it which makes you think it is definitely so much harder to get where they get definitely not as quick but just get to that point of having that sort of audience that they might pull in but if you can do that and do it properly if you like you got good production you create great content and build a genuine audience the benefits you'll reap in terms of like say money per listener and just everything about it will be so far superior to someone who's just kind of skipped to that position because they're not going to be, they have, they don't love podcasting. Odds are if you've built an audience, you probably quite like <laughs> recording a podcast and you're going to be way more likely to do it for a longer time. Longevity, brands are going to pay you more. Oh yeah, this is the other thing. Most celebrities are paid for a term, right? So the reason why Spotify keeps letting go like hundreds of thousands of their staff is because in 2020 when money was basically free, they were just borrowing money to pump into podcasts and they tried to own and dominate the podcasting space. It backfired. Joe Rogan was the only successful acquisition they had. Now they paid the Obama's 50 odd mil that did, I don't know, like eight episodes and then fucked off to their own media company. You had the um, Royals, they paid 50 odd mil and then they didn't do an episode for three years. And I think Megan did a couple of episodes and they were awful. So, you know, I think it even came out that she wasn't interviewing the guest. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she have like, to? Didn't she record the questions separately? Or something? Yeah, yeah. And like a producer was interviewing the guest. Like, it was just awful, man. By the way, they can't be that busy. Yeah, they what was she busy doing? Complaining? Fucking hell. Being unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I wish I was getting paid fifty mil to be unemployed. She, she was bearing suits. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, still sour. So fucking so annoyed that show ended. Yeah, <laughs> I saw so, it on TikTok <laughs> the other day. I was like, I really missed that. It really pissed me off yeah, at the end because she became important, and then now she's a dickhead. <laughs> tangent anyway <laughs> follow the show <laughs> listen stop what you're doing right now and before Ash gets arrested for defamation against like an ex-royal follow the podcast Let, get us to top 10 again before we get booted off but you, you completely distracted me on your <laughs> tangent but it, it's, it's a real, they, they left loads of shows left so they pay all this money and they're doing it because it's like a paycheck similar to being casted for a tv show being casted for a movie right you get paid you do your contract then you go off and do your own thing most independent creators are coming in they're doing this long term this is why joe rogan's so far ahead because he committed to this essentially forever about 15 years ago but let's talk about joe rogan for a second because there's tons of things that you might listen to this show and think oh fair enough but such and such doesn't do that and there's a difference between someone who's been on national TV, they're really famous, they've got people behind them with millions, or in Joe's case, you know, he for the longest time did it by himself, but also has millions and is incredibly well connected. And even at that point, he's just massive by now. Everyone knows him. Yeah. He's and once you're at that point. 15 years head start. Yeah. But even so, he, before he started, he was on national TV, right? He's on multiple TV shows. His thumbnails are horrific. Do not copy his thumbnails, right? Don't do that. And also, most people can't pull off his frequency and like three-hour interviews multiple times a week. Most people, unless you are pulling really good names, people will not listen to that volume of content. Mm. They I just bet, won't. I bet so many people listen to uh, watch his shorts in this shorter form. 
videos and not many, well, in comparison, not many yeah. people listen to the full thing. So one of the biggest things he did, which was really good, it was his JRE Clips channel. So and I, I used to use this all the time. Like if, before he moved to Spotify, I listened to him and he did these three hour long interviews four times a week. And it might be a name that I didn't know but could be really good content. Because that's one thing he was good at. He would introduce me to people I didn't know. So I would go to his JRE Clips channel and it would break down all of the different things they spoke about within the three hours because each sort of 10 minute had its own clip on YouTube with its own thumbnail and its own title. And I'd be like, oh, they spoke about X, Y, Z. I'm interested. I'll go listen to the full length. Or if I look at it and go, all that's gone over my head. I don't have a clue what they're talking about. I go, I'm not going to bother listening to it. So that was really helpful for a consumer. And then obviously there'd be a bunch of people that just click on the clips and watch that and that generates revenue. So that's one thing he did well. His thumbnails are horrific. Don't do his length of content. Don't do his volume of content. Something I would say we've brought up before that like Stephen Bartlett does, but most independent creators don't, is on his artwork, Doak. Diary of a CEO. Diary of a CEO is a really good name, especially when it was more entrepreneurship focused. Because originally it was just him. Then his first interview was um, Ben Francis from Gymshark. So, and it was really entrepreneurial focused. He earned the right to become broad, didn't he? Yeah. Because he was focused. So when people come at you with like, I'm going to call it the insert my name here show. Um, and it's going to be about everything. You're like, first of all, you're not Stephen Barlett. Second of all, you're not Joe Rogan. So you should probably either have a niche or make it seem like you have a niche at least with the yeah. title. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Because it's going to be so much harder for you to grow it that way. But on that point of Doak on his artwork, people know the abbreviation now because he's huge. But most people, if, if you're an independent show and you're growing, like just put the name of your show on the artwork in full, right? And don't let your name be too long. And, and let's break it down. You might look at him and think, oh God, like I'll never catch up with that. It's like, yeah, you probably won't. Supposedly, he's got a team of 30. He did an episode once breaking down how he made, I think it's like 1.2 mil through the podcast in a year, and he invested all of that back into it. So supposedly, now I know there's been some things about him. See Stephen Barlett and his numbers. Yeah, are, uh, but such a subject. regardless, he's clearly spending a lot of money. His um, producer Jack put on their story once, like their lockup cupboard of their equipment, and it was just like stupid money worth of equipment so they're definitely spending quite a few quid on it but also don't do that like most people don't need to invest that much money into growing their podcast if you're doing a studio before you're investing in production you're probably doing it wrong yeah I'd say so and so many people see the studios I need to be in the studios no 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 you don't people yeah. want your studio for audio only sometimes like really yeah it's a waste of money I think if I had to recap it don't be discouraged because other people are ahead of you, right? It's literally like if you're a natural athlete trying to beat a sprinter who's on gear and is on steroids, like you're not going to beat them, right? Because, and that is like trying to go up against a celebrity who's part of an ad network who, fine, they will have their five minutes, but they're like a firework. Like that is, it's going to go up with a big bang. It's going to be really bright but it's over in a few seconds and most of them aren't going to be around in a year. Exactly, their listeners are there because they, they follow them on Instagram they want to check out what they're going to say whereas your listeners after probably just going to take you a hundred times as long to get there but once you've got there those listeners are genuine fans of you and like I said earlier they're going to be way more likely to invest in you than an Instagram follower who's checking out the podcast of someone famous. So you'll, uh, you'll benefit once you do get there much harder but your benefit will like way outweigh theirs and quite often 
yeah, it's like we say it all the time, it's who, not how many. So they may have a bigger audience. You may have a better audience. We know people with a few hundred listeners per week that are making hundreds of thousands through their podcast directly and indirectly, right? So by that same token, there's people making similar money, but with millions of listeners. Because like you say, they don't really care about podcasting. They haven't built a genuine audience. So don't be discouraged by it. You're probably not as far behind them as it may seem on the surface. And if you can put in the work and effort to get to where they are or get half as close to where they are. Yeah, you can earn more money than them with then, a tenth of their audience size. Exactly. And follow the show. Follow, yeah, follow the show. Biggest recap. Fuck celebrity podcasts. Keep listening to this. Follow the show and become a celebrity in your own right because of your podcast. And because you followed the show. And because you followed the show. Great. Cheers, guys.